Volume Two, Chapter Twenty Four of Gwenwin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Gwenwin, A Romance of the Y by Mainbreed. Volume Two, Chapter Twenty Four. Suicide or Murder. Two more days have passed, and the crowd collected at Langoran Court is larger than ever. But it is not now scattered, nor are people rushing excitedly about. Instead, they stand thickly packed in a close clump, which covers all the carriage sweep in front of the house. For the search is over. The lost one has at length been found, found when the flood subsided and the drag could do its work, found drowned not far away nor yet in the main river but that narrow channel deep and dark inside the eyot in a little angular embayment at the cliff's base almost directly under the summer-house was the body discovered it came to the surface soon as touched by the grappling iron which caught in the loose drapery around it left alone for another day it would have risen of itself taken out of the water and borne away to the house it is now lying in the entrance hall upon a long table there set centrally the hall though a spacious one is filled with people and but for two policemen stationed at the door would be densely crowded these have orders to admit only the friends and intimates of the family with those whose duty requires them to be there officially there is again a council in deliberation but not as on days preceding then it was to inquire into what had become of gwendolen wynne and whether she were still alive to-day it is an inquest being held over her dead body there lies it just as it came out of the water but oh how unlike what it was before being submerged those gossamer things silks and laces the dress worn by her at the ball no more floating and feather-like but saturated mud-stained clinging like cerements around a form whose statuesque outlines even in death show the perfection of female beauty and her chrome yellow hair cast in loose coils about has lost its silken gloss and grown darker in hue while the rich rose-red is gone from her cheeks already swollen and discoloured so soon had the ruthless water commenced its ravages no one would know gwynwen now seeing that form prostrate and pulseless who could believe it the same which but a few nights before was there moving about erect lissom and majestic or in that face dark and disfigured who could recognize the once radiant countenance of langoran's young heiress sad to contemplate those mute motionless lips so late wreathed with smiles and speaking pleasant words and those eyes dulled with muddy impurity that so short while ago shone bright and gladsome rejoicing in the gaiety of youth and the glory of beauty sparkling flashing conquering 
all is different now her hair dishevelled her dress disordered and dripping the only things upon her person unchanged being the rings on her fingers the wrist bracelets the locket still pendant to her neck all gemmed and gleaming as ever the impure water affecting not their costly purity and their presence has a significance proclaiming an important fact soon to be considered the coroner summoned in haste has got upon the ground selected his jury and gone through the formularies for commencing the inquest these over the first point to be established is the identification of the body there is little difficulty in this and it is solely through routine and for form's sake that the aunt of the deceased lady her cousin the lady's maid and one or two other domestics are submitted to examination all testify to their belief that the body before them is that of gwendoline wynne miss linton after giving her testimony is borne off to her room in hysterics while eleanor lees is led away weeping then succeeds inquiry as to how the death has been brought about whether it be a case of suicide or assassination if murder the motive cannot have been robbery the jewellery of grand value forbids the supposition of this checking all conjecture and if suicide why that miss wynne should have taken her own life made away with herself is equally impossible of belief some time is occupied in the investigation of facts and drawing deductions witnesses of all classes and kinds thought worth the calling are called and questioned everything already known or rumoured is gone over again till at length they arrive at the relations of captain ryecroft with the drowned lady they are brought out in various ways and by different witnesses but only assume a sinister aspect in the eyes of the jury on their hearing the tale of the french femme de chambre strengthened almost confirmed by the incident of that ring found on the floor of the summer-house the finder is not there to tell how but miss linton miss lees and mr musgrave vouch for the fact at second hand the one most wanted is vivian ryecroft himself and next to him the waterman wingate neither has yet made appearance at langoran nor has either been heard of the policeman sent after the last has returned to report a bootless expedition no word of the boatman at chepstow nor anywhere else down the river and no wonder there is not since young powell and his friends have taken jack's boat beyond the river's mouth duck shooting along the shores of the seven sea there camping out and sleeping in places far from towns or stations of the rural constabulary and the first is not yet expected cannot be from london george shenstone had telegraphed captain ryecroft gone to paris where he shenstone would follow him there's been no telegram later to know whether the followed has been found even if he have there has not been time for return from the french metropolis 
just as this conclusion has been reached by the coroner his jury the justices and other gentlemen interested in assisting at the investigation inside the hall to the surprise of those on the sweep without george shenstone presents himself in their midst their excited movement with a murmur of voices proclaiming his advent still greater their astonishment when shortly after within a few seconds captain ryecroft steps upon the same ground as though the two had come thither in companionship and so might it have been believed but for two hotel hackneys seen drawn up on the drive outside the skirts of the crowd where they delivered their respective fares after having brought them separately from the railway station fellow travellers they have been but whether friends or not the people are surprised at the manner of their arrival or rather at seeing captain ryecroft so present himself for in the days just past he has been the subject of a horrid suspicion with the usual guesses and conjectures relating to it and him not only has he been freely calumniated but doubts thrown out that ryecroft is his real name and denial of his being an officer of the army or ever having been with bold positive asseveration that he is a swindler and adventurer all that while gwen wynne was but missing now that her body is found since its discovery still harsher have been the terms applied to him at length to culminate in calling him a murderer instead of voluntarily presenting himself at langoran alone arms and limbs free they expected to see him if seen at all with a policeman by his side and manacles on his wrists astonished also are those within the hall though in a milder degree and from different causes they did not look for the man to be brought before them handcuffed but no more did they anticipate seeing him enter almost simultaneously and side by side with george shenstone they not having the hackney carriages in sight taking it for granted that the two have been travelling together however strange or incongruous the companionship those noting have no time to reflect about it their attention being called to a scene that for a while fixes and engrosses it going wider apart as they approach the table on which lies the body shenstone and ryecroft take opposite sides coming to a stand each in his own attitude from information already imparted to them they have been prepared to see a corpse but not such as that where is the beautiful woman by both beloved fondly passionately can it be possible that what they are looking upon is she who once was gwendolyn wynne whatever their reflections or whether alike neither makes them known in words instead both stand speechless stunned withered like as two strong trees simultaneously scathed by lightning the bolt which has blasted them lying between end of chapter twenty four read by Lars Rolander.